بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد کریم اما بعد الحمد للہ ٹنائٹ از دا فورٹینتھ آف سپٹمبر ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری a few of the awesome virtues of the glorious deed of fasting. So first of all, Imam Ghazali, rahmatullahi, he most informatively said, Indeed, fasting is a quarter of Iman in accordance with the saying of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fasting is half of patience. According to Tirmidhi, number 3519, Hassan, Ahmad in his Musnad, number 5363, Darimi Mishkat, number 296. Then Imam Ghazali said, and in the light of his saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, patience is half of Iman. This is recorded in Abu Nu'im al-Hiriyah, Khatib in his Tariq, and Imam Ghazali in his Ihya, volume 1, page 483, in the chapter on the mysteries of fasting. So what simply put did the great Imam Ghazali say? Fasting is a quarter of Iman. So on the face of it, how can fasting be a 25% of Iman? He gave two proofs. First, Rasulullah said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, fasting is half of patience. So that's the first part of the proof. Then he quotes another report, patience is half of Iman. So if fasting is half of patience and patience is half of Iman, that means fasting is a quarter of Iman. Thus how poor is a believer's life without the glorious deed of fasting. Now think about that. If you ignore fasting only in Ramadan, which is Farid, you're actually ignoring 25% of your deed. And that's a huge chunk. So Imam Ghazali was highlighting this is how great the deed is. Sufyan ibn Uyayna, he went on to clarify further, Rahmatullah. Allah the Almighty and Glorious says in Surah Al-Zumr, Surah 39 verse 10, Awadhi Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem, إِنَّمَا يُوَفُّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ Verily, those who observe patience will be given their reward in full without measure. Then Sufyan said, fasting is half of patience. Thus indeed, its reward exceeds the limits of decree and measure. Subhanallah. This is recorded in Behaki in his Shu'ab al-Iman 3-295. Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah in his Ihya, volume 1, page 484, in the chapter on the mysteries of fasting. So let's look at this. So Sufyan ibn Uyayna was a Tabatabi'in. He's from the, he's the, amongst the age of the three of the Imams. Imam Malik, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad. So he quotes the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Those who are patient, they'll be given their reward, بِغَيْرِ hisab Without measure. If you are patient, you will get reward. You can't even measure the reward, Allah Ta'ala says. Then he said, fasting is half of patience. Going back to the hadith in Tirmidhi. So if fasting is half of patience, and Allah Ta'ala says that the one who observes patience 
will be given a reward beyond measure. It means the reward for fasting is beyond measure. The Quran is testifying to that. So note, Imam Ghazali said it's a quarter of Iman. Sufyan ibn Uyayn said, the reward is mind-boggling. And how could this not be the case? When our beloved messenger himself said, whoever fasted for just one day, seeking by this only the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will then be ordained for him that he will enter paradise. Subhanallah. This is in Imam Ahmad's Musnad 5-391 Asbahani and Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah states Sahih in Sahih ut tarheeb number 976. So note the Prophet gave you the answer. So in this Sahih Hadith, if you keep just one fast, what is the condition? You keep the one fast, be wajhillah. Now what does that mean? It means in English, you do it sincerely only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't have any ulterior motive. So the fast must be to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No other reason. The Prophet sallallahu said, it is ordained he will enter paradise. Now think about that. How great is the reward of fasting? The Prophet didn't say, you get 10,000 good deeds. You get all your sins forgiven. He simply said, paradise. So now, why is this shocking? Because people ask very strange questions. So they'll see a person fasting. He goes, why are you fasting, brother? He goes, well, first of all, how do you know I'm fasting? <laughs> but what he's really getting got is that, is it a special day? <laughs> and then you say, well, it comes to fasting, brother. There's no, every day, every day is special. <laughs> every day. <laughs> so you ask him, pick a day. <laughs> he goes, it's Safar, the 29th of Safar. Fast tomorrow, brother. If it's the 30th of Safar. What's the reward? Paradise. Pick another day. Rabbi al Oval, 15th. Fast on that day, you'll get paradise. But, be wajhillah. For the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, should we find this? No, because go back to the previous report. It's a quarter of your iman. Bekhayri hisab. Hafiz ibn al-Rajab, rahmatullahi, also beautifully made the following observation. It is Lataif al-Ma'arif, page 3 to 6 of the English translation. Anyone who deals with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he never loses. Instead, as is but obvious, he makes the most profit. Rasulullah said to a person, If you keep away from something solely out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will certainly give you something better than it. This is in Ahmad. The fasting person will thus be given whatever food, drink and women he desires in paradise. Because he's abstained from it. You're not eating. So what did Allah promise in the hadith? He'll give you something better. You'll get better food. What else are you doing? Kind of relations. You'll have better. Then Ibn Rajab says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Haqqa, Surah 69 verse 24, Eat and drink to your heart's content as a reward for what you sent ahead in the days gone by. Mujahid al-Udh stated, this verse was revealed with reference to the fasting people. 
This verse was revealed with reference to the fasting people. So let's break it down. So what did the great Hafiz ibn Rajib al-Hambali say? He's basically saying when you fast, you're doing business with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what he's basically saying. Because can you lose? Then he explained. Because you give something up, Rasulullah said, to please Allah ta'ala, he'll give you something better. So tick the boxes. You're fasting. If you fast properly, not just dead. Right? You're controlling your eyes. So everything you're controlling your eyes from, you'll get better than that. Your ears, your ears, you're controlling your hearing. Well, everything you're controlling your hearing from, you'll get better than that. Food, drink, better than that. You know, the desires for your wife, better than that. Then, he calls a verse. Now, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Very interesting. Eat and drink to your heart's content. Hani'am. That's the Arabs, what that means. You know, he said, rejoice. You know, eat and drink to your heart's content. As a reward, aslaftum salaf. What does salaf mean? It means the past. Aslaftum for what you sent ahead in days gone by. Mujahid said this refers to fasting. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Eat and drink to your heart's content. Reward for what you sent ahead in days gone by. And it's actually a report. I've mentioned it many times. The hadith is in Ad-Dur al-Mantur, Fazali Sadaqa, Imam Ghazali's Ihya. And Abdullah ibn Umar, he sees a shepherd and he's on a journey. And he asked the shepherd, could you give us some milk? So the shepherd said, this flock doesn't belong to me. So Abdullah ibn Umar realizes, you know, this person, mashallah, he's got taqwa. So then he says to him, Look, if you give milk, what will your master know? He won't know. And then he goes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then, Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu he's impressed with the youngster. He goes, okay. He goes, come on, please eat with us. He goes, we got some food. You can share the food with us. So what does the shepherd say? <laughs> He goes, وَشْرَبُوا هَنِيئًا بِمَا أَسْلَفْتُمْ فِي الْأَيَّامِ الْخَالِيَةِ Eat and drink to your heart's content as a reward for what you sent ahead in days gone by. <laughs> Ibn Umar then realizes he's fasting. <laughs> so then he asks, who's your master? <laughs> he mentions the name. So Abdullah Ibn Umar then goes back, he goes to the master, he says, will you sell your servant to me? So he goes, why? And then he says, never mind why. He goes, will you sell it? Will you sell it? He goes, yes. So the servant comes back. He doesn't even, he's not the wiser. He comes back and the master goes, you're free. And he goes, who freed me? He goes, Abdullah ibn Umar. And then he says, the, the servant goes, here's the flock. He goes, oh, he bought the flock as well and he's giving it to you. <laughs> and Abdullah ibn Umar then said, subhanallah, a shepherd is teaching us taqwa. So now the scholars point out these were the shepherds in the time of the Sahaba. Imagine, you know, forget, you know, now you think an alim would be doing this. You know, mere shepherds. This is how pious you know, the environment was. So what does Allah Ta'ala say? Now look how beautiful the verse. Allah Ta'ala is talking in the past tense. Look how you know, strange the verse is. You're fasting. 
the verse should read like this eat and drink for what you have done right but allah taala says it's already done the reward is yours because rejoice so why is allah taala using the word haniam because he loves fasting now was fast approaching winter an excellent time to keep optional fast is during the very short winter days and when you say very short in this part of the world is less than double figures is 9 hours abu saeed al khudri radiyallahu relates that our beloved messenger said sallallahu alaihi wasallam winter is the spring of a believer winter is the spring of a believer is recorded in Ahmad in his Musnad 375 Bayhaqi 4-297 Hafiz ibn Rajab in his Lataif al-Ma'arif page 668 of the English translation what does spring mean spring means everything comes to life winter is dead spring is the life season the, the the season of life so what is the spiritual season of life for the believer is winter the prophet said so again a person gets confused because winter everything's dead So the prophet is forcing you to think winter is the spring why because in another report the wording is its nights are long so he spends them in night worship its days are short so he spends them in fasting this is in bayhaqi 4-297 hafiz ibn rajab rahmatullah alayhi in his lataif al-ma'arif page 668 of the english translation How long is the night winter? So Maghrib is at 3:54. Fajr enters, I think, at six or something like that. So you got 14-hour night. So is the night long? So why is that very beneficial? You can have a cracking sleep and you can do tajjud with ease. The night's too long. The day is nine ten hours. Somebody goes, okay, how's that benefiting? Fast. You don't even know you're fasting. Sometimes you even spend the day and you actually say to yourself, "I could have fasted today. I could have fasted, but I just wasted the day." The Prophet is telling you this is why winter is given. Now think about that. Who designed winter? Richard Dawkins, right? Who designed winter? Allah Taala could have made the the seasons normal, but why is He created it in a way that you get long winters and then you get short winters? Everything has a wisdom, and the wisdom here is. is doing it for you if you're intelligent you will use winter very you know in an appropriate manner half is it in rajab he 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 explained rahmatullah in his lataif al ma'arif 668 of the english translation winter is the spring of a believer because he grazes in the gardens of obedience and the fields of worship he relaxes his heart in the orchard of deeds which are made easy in this season He does all this just as animals graze on the fields of spring. Ai mm. just as there is plenty in fact more than enough of herbage for the livestock. So similarly there are so many priceless good deeds available to the believers. These animals then become fat and their bodies become healthy. Similarly the Islam of a believer becomes healthy in winter because of the ease which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides him for carrying out acts of obedience a believer is able to fast in winter without experiencing difficulties of hunger and thirst in addition the days are short and cool he doesn't experience the hardship of fasting
Rasulullah said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fasting in winter is a cold booty. Fasting in winter is a cold booty, meaning easy spoils. This is in Tirmidhi number 797, Ahmad in his Musnad 4-335 and others. Look how beautiful. Look at the eloquence of Hafiz ibn Rajab. He goes, why did the Prophet call it the spring of a believer? Because the believer grazes, where does he graze? In the gardens of obedience, in the field of worship. He goes, he places the seeds, he's taking, he's, he's, you know, he's reaping the fruits. And he goes, what happens when he eats? He goes, he becomes healthy. But what becomes healthy? His iman. And then he goes, Allah Ta'ala has made it easy in winter. It's easy spoils. But people aren't even collecting the spoils, imagine. Simply put, during winter, we are literally walking through gardens of rubies, pearls and diamonds. Can we thus not at least pick up a few of these priceless commodities and thus benefit ourselves immensely? Mm. Or will we be like those many buffoons and madmen who simply walk through such priceless treasures like lifeless zombies, not knowing what priceless treasures are within their very reach? Mm. Think about it. You know, wouldn't you say this person's mad? Mm. You know, you can't use rubies because that's not in the dunya, but you can... Throw a few fibers on the floor. <laughs> Throw a few fibers on the floor. Make a guy walk through it. Imagine he just walks through it. Doesn't pick anything up. Would you praise him? MashaAllah, brother. Why didn't you pick a few fibers up? He goes, well, I didn't want to. Why didn't you want to? The Sharia allows you to pick it up. You'd give him a proper lollicking. And yeah, when winter comes, nobody tells anybody off. <laughs> Brother Winter, what's happening? You've asked him. No, no, I'm not. Why? Is it fudded? Mm. You know, he jumped into hookum again. <laughs> if it was fudded, I wouldn't be asking you. You don't ask a person, you're fasting in Ramadan. Right? I'm asking you about the nuffle fast. Why is he not doing it? Because either he's got doubts about the rewards, which is kufr, because the Prophet spoke and he's doubting it, or there's something mentally wrong with him. I think about it. So which one is it? Are you retarded? Or have you got doubts in your iman? And then you've got to ask yourself that question. Why aren't I fasting in winter? What's the matter with me? Right? And look at the excuses that come out. Oh, I've got to get up early. It's nine hours. No matter how early you get up. What time do you want to get up? Two minutes before you break your fast. SubhanAllah. Those one cannot lose. Fasting in winter is like boot again without trouble. However... Fasting during summer is even more rewarding. Why? Our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Afdalul Ibadati Ahmazuha. The best worship is the one in which one struggles. This is in Sayyid Muslim. So, this is why your Iman, you can wake up with your Iman is. The strong Muslim, he fasts in summer. Because he goes, I'm going to get more reward. Allah Ta'ala loves the hunger pangs. I'm going for it. Mm. 9.42. I'm waiting for those days. Mm. But the beautiful thing is, I'm not like that person. I'm weak. Alright, 3.52. Don't forget those. Mm. If you can't fast then, then go to synagogue. Isn't it? Right? Imagine. What are you doing with your life? Counting pennies. Right? Imagine. How many days have you got on this world? You're not going to live like, you know, shaitan, are you? Mm. Less than a hundred years. The way you're walking about, you're guaranteed. You know, a couple of thousand years. <laughs> Stop for Allah. 
And when you drop dead, the guy gets shot. What do you expect? He's, everybody's going to drop dead. The best worship is the one in which one struggles. So which Sahaba loved to fast in summer? What was the three things that Ali loved too much? There's two other things he loved. That's a beautiful answer. Striking my soul on the enemy's heads and serving guests. Mm. So two of them you think in you know very spiritual, you know, fasting, mashallah, you look more spiritual, jihad al-nafs, looking after guests, mashallah, what a beautiful social interaction. What's the third one? <laughs> Now what's interesting about that, that doesn't mean he was bloodthirsty. He loved to kill to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not, you know, I'm Rambo, right? Right? You know, he loved to kill for the pleasure of Allah. In fact, he proved that. When he got a person down and the guy spied in his face and what happened? He pulled back, tied him up, prisoner of war. And then the prisoner was thinking, I spied in his face so he'd kill me. Then afterwards, by chance, he asked, he goes, why didn't you finish me off? Because I was killing you for the pleasure of Allah. Mm. But then you spied in my face and then my intention changed and I never killed for myself. <laughs> so the man was thinking, this person's killing for the pleasure of God. Then he became Muslim. He said, I want to be like this. <laughs> Now think about that. So, what did he love? Hazrat Ali goes, I love winter nights. Mm. I love blistering days. Because mm. Allah knows you're suffering. He says, I want to get more rewards. Mm. Indeed, our beloved messenger once told his companion, Abu Dhar, when you decide to undertake a journey, do you prepare yourself for it? He said, yes. Upon which Rasulullah said, amongst other things, said, fast on a very hot day to lighten the day of resurrection. Fast on a very hot day to lighten the day of resurrection. This is in Ibn Abi Dunya, Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah in his Ihya, volume 1, page 714-5, in the chapter on litanies arranged during the day and night. So Abu Dhar was given many advices. This is one of them. A hot day. So when do hot days occur? Summer. You know, you're not going to find it in winter. You know, it's very rare to get, you know, even over 25 degrees in winter. When do you get the hot ones? So when you get a weather forecast and it goes, heat wave is coming. Then you find out who the Ashiks are. <laughs> Because when does the heat wave start? start? He goes, oh, all week. <laughs> he goes, thank you. <laughs> Why? Because he's making intentions now. He's having a fast. <laughs> And he gets pleasure out of it. He goes, Allah, you know I'm going to suffer. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> goes back to paradise. One, one is enough to take him to paradise. But it's summer. Imagine the rewards he's going to get. <laughs> And when you see other people, what's interesting, the scholars state that the righteous get more pleasure when other people eat and drink in their presence when they're fasting. Mm-hmm. Then they get when they eat and drink. Look how strong their imams are. Mm-hmm. So imagine it's a hot day, you know, them 40 degree days, and you see a guy with a you know, fizzy drink, and he drinks it, you can actually, you know, you can actually feel the sweat coming off his face. So natural reaction to that if you're fasting is, oh my God, but you're killing me. Mm-hmm. There's somebody who's strong in his iman, he gets more pleasure than him, him drinking. How many people like that? That was Ali. Mm-hmm. Imagine. He, so they're laughing. They're thinking, Allahu Akbar. He goes, what are you laughing for? He goes, oh, no brother, just make me happy when you drink. Hazrat Ali, he relates that the Prophet said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a revelation to one of the prophets of Bani Israel, commanding him, inform your people 
If anyone fasts one day for my pleasure, I will graciously grant him good health and reward him immensely. Subhanallah. This is in Behaki in Shu'ab al-Iman, volume 3, page 412, or number 3923. So look how interesting, who's narrating the hadith? No, this is the problem, we just narrate. I just mentioned something about Ali, and what's he talking about? It's fasting, but he's heard it from the Prophet It doesn't matter what Prophet it was. The Prophet goes, he was one of the Prophets of the Bani Israel. And what did Allah tell that Prophet? If anybody keeps one fast for my pleasure, I promise him two things. The first is very interesting. Good health. Now what they found out about fasting? Bole Bali Musulman, we got doctor here. Doctor, what did they find out about fasting? Here it is. Good. Detoxification of your system. But what's this Monday and Thursday fast that they keep? We heard about that. Keep two fasts a week. Right, mashallah. Right? So then you think, okay, why? They go, oof. He goes, it kills all the bad cells. He goes, this is something else. He goes, this is amazing for your health. And, they, and people get, oh, this is amazing. Hang on a minute. Are you a Muslim? And he goes, yeah. Why are you, giving, why are you pointing your finger at me for? Kachawala told you about two firsts. Because why call him Kachawala? Because he doesn't clean his backside. He's telling you about two firsts. And you're blown away. What was the Prophet Sunnah? Monday and Thursdays. But what did he tell you? He said, Allah Allah says, I will give good health. Think about that. People are suffering. Why? Because they just eat. They call them nibblers. <laughs> oh dear. There was one person, they mentioned this funny. And he was a bit out of shape, you know, like he went to a physician. And then the physician, he goes, I don't, I don't kind of understand it, doctor, you know, I'm just, I don't eat much. You know, I, I just seem to must have a thyroid problem, right? So doctor says to him, he goes, okay, no problem. He goes, uh, in the next appointment, just every time you eat, just write it down. And I'll look at your weekly, you know, your diet. So he came back next week, and this time he's very sheepish. He knows he's put his foot in it. And he gives him the list. And then he goes to the man, he goes, you don't eat much, but you eat a lot. <laughs> so what he meant was, you're nibbling. So he, what he was saying was, I only have like two, uh, one meal. You have 65 snacks. <laughs> right? You know, so what's the point of one meal? So he's having a little chocolate bar here, you know, kind of coke here, crisps, right? And then obviously body's not designed for that. When you fast, you turn the engine off. The body can start repairing itself, especially the liver. The liver's got 15 jobs. Over 80% is, um, is related to digestion. You stop eating and drinking, the liver can function upon health, i.e. defense. That's why people fall less ill in fasting. Have you noticed that? You know, very, you notice there's less people with colds. There's less people with this and that. Why? Because you're fasting. Eid comes, first day you notice, oh, my head's throbbing. Why, brother? You've been nibbling again, right? MashaAllah. But then the second part, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will reward him greatly. One fast. Allah ta'ala, look at his mercy. He goes, just keep one. Can't you keep one? Are you too busy? Those not fasting has a profound impact upon one's physical well-being, which has been proven by the experts. Corticosteroids. 
what's this you know these big words man but that's why I'm laughing these use big words so you, you know we we switch off so quarter yeah oh, yeah quarter. what what does that mean to be a new quarter customer what it means is that's your body's it's a hormone your body produces and it's a strength hormone it's okay so you get you know it makes you strong okay all right so what's that going to do with fasting <laughs> Corticosteroids. They used to think that when you fast, it affects your strength. But then they realized if you fast for a certain period of time, your body starts to produce corticosteroids. So you get strong. You actually get strong when you fast. So how did the Prophet know that? Okay, interesting. How did the Prophet know that? Fast and you'll be healthy. Said Allah, they said, right? You know, and the tragedy is we don't do it for that. You know, you'll get some Muslims hearing these reports where I just mentioned they're gonna fast for that reason. How you know how pathetic is that? Yeah, are you doing it for Allah Taala's pleasure? Oh yeah, yeah, we still be doing it for that as well. But you weren't fasting before that. You're doing it for corticosteroids, right? So no, that's a fringe benefit. We're doing it to please Allah. Imagine Sahaba, what are you doing it for? Corticosteroids, right? They'll probably laugh at your face. What are you talking about? Even the shepherd doing it for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. In conclusion. Our beloved mother Sayyida Aisha relates that her unparalleled and most exalted husband said, If anyone spends the morning in the state of fasting, then the gates of the heavens are open for him. Secondly, his body parts start doing tasbih. Thirdly, the angels of the first heaven pray for his forgiveness till Maghrib. In addition, if he performs one or two rakats, there will become a light for him in the heavens. And the hoodies who will be from his wives will say, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, send him to us, for we are anxious to meet him. Indeed, he recites, La ilaha illallah, subhanallah, O Allahu Akbar. Then 70,000 angels will write the reward until Maghrib. Where is recorded? The Haki in Shu Abul Iman, number 3591, or volume 3, page 299. So think about this. What? Hang on a minute. You know, it's like one of those machine gun reports. You're trying to register the first bit, and then you go to the second. You think, I didn't even get the first bit, so let's go through it. Is this talking about a special day? No, any day. You keep a fast. The first thing, the gates of heavens are open for you. What does that mean? It means that there's going to be blessings being poured upon you. Nothing's preventing blessings coming to you. Secondly, your body parts start doing tasbih. There's actually a report in Behaki which mentions, if you fast, your bones, your bones start doing tasbih. Now what's interesting? <laughs> when you fast, your bone marrow triggers and it starts to produce blood. <laughs> So people who are anemic, it's excellent for them to fast. What did the Prophet say? Your bones are doing tasbih. What's the third thing he said, Sallallahu so The angels of the first heaven pray for your forgiveness till Maghrib. Hang on a minute. How many angels in the first heaven? Imagine you say to a person, Brother, I found a, I found a deed. I've looked into the books. I've blown dust off you. And I found a deed that you're going to be a, a switch. And a, what, what does he do? He goes, all the angels in the first heaven are praying for your forgiveness till Maghrib. He goes, oh my God, brother, what is that need? He's expecting something, you know, mind-boggling, strange. He goes, fast. Next minute, he looks at you, fast. You know what? Where are you going? Shaitan's going to 
Then what did the Prophet say? If you perform one or two rakats, you can't do one unless it's witr. Your the nood reaches the heavens. And the hoodies, they are so eager to meet you. Go send him quick, oh Lord. He goes, why are you holding his bike from our husband? Then, the last bit. If you say any of these zikrs, if you fast, Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah. 70,000 angels right until Maghrib, the reward. So imagine, you're just about to start fasting. You make intention. Ya Allah, I intend to fast today. Then you start going, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, wa ilaha it's being recorded, brother. Computer, you know, blows up. What are they lying? What's going on here? But you said it. They're going to carry on till Maghrib now. Note how the sinless angels are at the ready service of the fasting person. And one's deeds are graciously multiplied. People say Ramadan multiplies. Does it, brother? <laughs> Ramadan, brother. Why are you waiting for Ramadan? <laughs> Just fast. And they go, hey, brother, you fast. You know, is it, is it a special day? He's at it again. Special day. Even if it's a special day, you won't fast. That's what cracks me up. One brother goes to me, because when's Ashura you? So I goes, it's going to be next Thursday. So I'm two weeks. Oh, I forgot, brother. <laughs> well, what did you ask me for then? <laughs> Let us all those hasten to perform such a most treasured deed. But of course, there is no power or might except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why when you see people fast, you should be so envious of those people. Ya Allah, give me that tofi. What's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. And look how, why? And I'll tell you another reason to finish why people don't fast. Because there's no, there's no reality. People don't like doing deeds unless people see it. Fasting is such a hard deed to, you know, unless you go around saying, good, I'm right thirsty today. I'm usually thirsty. Right? Because what are you saying that for? Are you fasting? Oh, yeah, yeah. Since you asked for that. Right? You've got to go out of your way to tell people you're fasting. Or you walk, you know, with <laughs> your hairs all over the place, clothes in the shell. Oh, what's up with you? He says, oh, you know, I don't. Are you fasting? Oh, yeah, you're fasting. The Prophet goes, hide your fast. Don't let people know you're fasting. Go out of your way to make them think that you're not fasting. In one report, it mentions, I can't remember the reference, I think it's Ibn An-Najjar, the Prophet said, whoever keeps a fast and nobody knows about it, he will enter paradise. So that's actually a, a lifetime ambition. You've got to do one fast, nobody gets to know about it, not even your family. Not easy, right? You can do it. So how did people in the past do it? One of the scholars, he passed away. And then they found out he was fasting for years on end. And then they go to the family. Did he know he was fasting? And what did his wife say? He goes, we used to give him food and he'd go to work. We didn't know he gave it to the poor. Right? So he would take it. He'd give them the impression that, yeah, I need some food. Grab me some. And he'd take it. So they, they think he's going to have this like, meal or something. He gave it to the poor. So he was doing it to, he hit it, but Allah Ta'ala exposed it. So you need to do that as well. Have you ever done that? You can do it. Why are you going to do it with your family? You're not going to work around it. Say, I'm going out, I'm going to come back late, and then they put something, you know, pot lunch for me or something. Do it like that. Next minute, okay, no problem. They go the next minute, just give it, and they say, yeah, I'm trying my best to hide it. And Maghrib, don't go to take away. Everybody knows you're fasting, right? You know, then you've got to, you know, somehow break it, you know, with kajur. Are there any questions? Let us go.
سبحان ربي حمدي سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون سلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصل الانسان الذي يخص الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات رؤوس بالحق رؤوس بالصبر صدق الله العظيم